The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Get no better than that, man. Who's back in the game? Shane Ray. And look at what he just did. Sam! Touchdown, Missouri. This is the Mazad Cat. Howdy, Tiger fans. Welcome to the Mazodcast. I'm your host, Brendan Anthony. And with me, as always, is Mizzou Football Suicide Hotline Operator, Colin Anthony. What's up, dum-dums? And, of course, the president of the Butch Jones Fan Club, Brian Goers. Great to be here. Oh, so, it's another Sunday after Mizzou football, and uh, we're, we're past despair, I think, at this point, aren't we, guys? We're 2-6. and six. Yeah, I just don't care anymore. Yeah. It was a little difficult. I mean, we've been making a routine to record these on Sundays because I'm, I don't even know what to process after the saturday game i'm just angry and despondent and I really yeah it would just be a string of curse words into the microphone <laughs> for 40 minutes and then maybe we do kansas news mm-hmm. and i think podcasts like that already exist out there yeah mm-hmm. sure yeah so uh, for those of you who didn't watch it and if you didn't watch it you're not listening to this podcast missouri lost 35 to 21 to the kentucky wildcats to the Kentucky Wildcats. They didn't even compete in this game. That's the sad thing. Yeah. No. It was I mean, honestly, the score is closer than the game was. Yeah. We got to We got LSU'd in this game <laughs> I know. by Kentucky at home. And against a team that I think Mark Stoops said was like one in fourteen. That may be not exactly right. I think one in fourteen on the road. on the road in yep. his time no, as that's, head coach. They, I think they said that on the broadcast. Mm-hmm. Well, I think many times attitude of that. Many Tiger fans may not know the end score because they turned the game off after, say, the middle after we of the got second down by, quarter. You know, three or four touchdowns. Yeah. People who had their priorities right did that for sure. I know. Mm-hmm. I sat around and tweeted on behalf of the Mazadcast and was forced to watch that. Mm-hmm. Felt like it was some kind of a weird experiment that I was participating <laughs> in. Reagan leaves would absolutely be a more rewarding experience than <laughs> watching, watching the Tiger game. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Maybe we should do an entire segment one time on just what would be more entertaining. Than watching Missouri Tigers. So where do we begin? I don't know. I'm going back to Brian's point. I longed for the diarrhea noises we played last week. I mean, yeah. when I was in the, my third quarter, I was like, "Oh, I could do with some hot diarrhea sounds right now." <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Boy, that really perked me up. Yeah. Well, I mean, the defense obviously was awful, just awful, as as was expected. I mean, we were terrible yeah. defense prior to Shearer and Beckner Jr. going down for the year, so we knew they were going to be terrible, but we had to outscore them. More terribleer. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a great, Whatever great analysis. Those are all words. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, the offense, though. I, yeah. They brought in Lee to play middle linebacker. I don't know if you guys watched him at all. He is a fucking tackle-whiffing machine. <laughs> he is... Well, he's in good company. <laughs> well, I was going to say, I think that's what Mizzou defense specializes in this the, season. Well, like, for instance, on the um, first touchdown that Kentucky scored of the second half, mm-hmm. they had a big third down where he whiffed on a tackle. The screenplay, right? It's yeah, and then he had a... 
big whiffed tackle on the touchdown. So yep. uh, on that series alone, two, he cost a third down conversion and a touchdown with just being awful at playing football. Yeah. I, well, I think I think you know Brendan's point is is astute that we knew the defense was going to give up an ungodly number of points to Kentucky. We were just thinking that our offense could provide a little bit of a shootout, like against Middle Tennessee, and uh, that that didn't. Uh, I just don't know what the fuck's going on. I mean, not only is our D line not D line zoo is not playing like it has in the past, it's now the weakest part of our defense, and our defense isn't good at any of the three levels, but yeah. it's the worst part of our defense right mm-hmm. now. They don't get a glove on a yeah. running back. Yeah. The, our leading tacklers were both safeties. Second, le- I mean, it's like we don't even have a D line. I mean, the running backs are consistently at the second level. Mm-hmm. Kentucky just said something. Just uh, said, "Fuck it, we don't need a quarterback. Mm-hmm. We just need somebody to hand the ball off." They didn't throw hardly at all. They just like Mizzou can't stop us. Look, I mean, the Wildcats ran the Wildcat. The our defensive line were just getting should have saw that coming. Yeah, just yeah. getting washed out. You know, what I mean, just huge holes, just washed out, just getting manhandled. Yeah. And, you know, God love Josh Augusta. He's Piesman, and he's going to win. He scores a touchdown once in a while. I want that fat fuck to make a tackle. You know what I mean? That's great. You can hammer it in from one yard, but that's really not what we, we, we recruited you for. Mm-hmm. You know, we recruited you to tackle people, you asshat. And then you got fucking Harris, who has made a David Copperfield-esque disappearing act. Really I mean, has. it is just unreal. That guy is dis- – I mean, he had a fumble recovery yesterday. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it wasn't well, a fumble he forced. Right. <laughs> I was just about to say, yeah. He was just standing around and found it. Uh, you know, I, I'm almost reluctant to just go into the specific fuck-ups on this game because there were so many and it's so depressing. But one thing I wanted to mention about the defense is we talked about how Barry Odom was going to take over on-the-field practices. He's going to make the calls, yeah, which he did. Yeah, and then after the game, he said he was going to continue to make the on-the-field calls. We didn't even know going into this game he was going to make the calls on the field. He just said he was going to become more involved. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, to me, that sounds like this is a one-year tenure for DeMonte Cross. I mean, if God. I hope boss. so. It's it. I mean, Blake Topmeyer mentioned it in our midweek show. If you get, if your boss basically tells you he's going to take over some of your duties, you can't take that as a sign that you're thought well, of my, well. You know, most people would say, "Oh, you can't fire one guy after one year." I would say that this defense has been so bad and the drop off has been so pronounced. I don't see any way that he can keep his job. I yeah. mean. It would be Gary Pinkle esque loyalty to keep him at this point, you know. <laughs> I'd, hopefully, Odom is not that guy. So, you know, I'm one of those people that you can't fire a coach after one year. But I think I have an amend my statement to say you can't fire a head coach yes, after one I year. Agree with that. You brought in Odom for a reason, and we'll go forward with that and see if it works out. You got to give him a year or two to adjust. Mm-hmm. But this is one of those tests, right? So Odom's job's on the line if he keeps cross. Right. Like that's well, where it becomes, the, oh, you Colin, didn't do anything to address this. Colin and I talked about this off air before the show where, you know, one thing we didn't really take into account, or maybe we were a little too pie in the sky the last two years really, and but since we hired Odom, is that we really didn't hire a guy to do on-the-job training. We hired a guy who'd never been a head coach before. Now, I hadn't been a head coach in the SEC, but had never been a head coach before. Yeah. And the expectations that he's going to make mistakes as a head guy uh, should be there. And I think he readily admits that he has made mistakes as a head coach. And maybe we should expect this to some degree. I think we, coming off of two straight years winning the SEC East, we just didn't really want to believe how bad we were. Because we were shitty last year, and now it looks like we were better last year than we are now. 
But even in 2014, when we won the East, there were signs that we were a flawed program when we, for instance, lose to Indiana at home. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so for the last three years, we've had problems with talent and things. And now we've got a head coach who may not be a bad head coach long term, but he's never done it before. Yeah, there's a big learning curve right now, obviously. He's... Mm -hmm. And it's a matter of do you want to stick with that learning curve? And I think, you know. Well, if, you have to. You, yeah, exactly, exactly. You have to. I mean, Sturt didn't hire him, but he stuck with him for the short term. I, I and for at least a year. I mean, well, the everybody that's calling for, for his head right now, I think it's so misplaced. The guy's coached eight games as a head coach, mm-hmm. period. You know, like yeah, you said, he's a new head again, coach. Eight I, games. And that's those- it. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring... The best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. People's defense, I will say this, is like, it's not just losses, it's the way we're losing. I mean, it's the complete dismantling of our defense. It's the fact that the offense is so bad. If this team had this record right now was losing close games and look competitive. I don't think people would be so down on Barry Odom, but the team, this was the first game that I looked at the team and go, well, they just quit. Oh, they they're, quit. they're, they're yeah. fucking done. The players have given up. And this is the first game where I'm going to say, well, you know, I'm always like, fuck Demonte Cross and his stupid new scheme and the stupid defense, but you know, fuck the players a little bit too. I mean like, okay, they're not buying the scheme. I get it. They're upset. I would be too, but now they're not playing. And we just mentioned, you know, the, the Augustas and the, Harris's and these guys are not showing up. They're not giving a hundred percent, you know, and that's on them, regardless of scheme. Drew Locke, I don't know what. To, I mean, he had a little bit of the yips yesterday. He, you know, mm. at no, some point, at this point, not forgivable. I don't. I mean, the team is really bad. So God only knows. I mean, like I said, he's a he's a big time talent, but it's time to fucking see some consistent play from him. I saw him miss several throws yesterday that were open. Yeah, I mean, oh, he 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 those, didn't he yeah, didn't look good. Mistakes. And there there's been several games this year where he had just flat out hasn't looked good, and you can't blame it on his offense offensive line like you could last year. Mm-hmm. And but I think if we had 
just regressed a little bit on defense, not as badly as we obviously have, but just a little bit, and the offense has performed exactly as it had this year, I think we'd say, okay, well, we're turning mildly in the right direction. The offense was non-existent last season, yeah. and the defense was good. If the defense was just slightly worse. Well, we wouldn't have had two wins. I mean, yeah. if, if in your scenario right there, we're a 500 ball club. Right, sure. And that's kind of where I expected us to be. I know Brian, as we said, well, predicted I still, it would be much worse, and now he looks like he's a, I still a think profit, I guess. Mild signs of positivity profit. from the offense. I mean, mm-hmm. extremely mild. But just to say that we're putting up scores of 9, 6, 11 points. You know what I mean? We do score a few touchdowns. Sometimes they're throwaway trash touchdowns, but... At least last year we had no ability to do that whatsoever. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was really, yeah. really bad offensively. And it's not good offensively at all now. But Well, I mean, so you know me and how much I enjoy statistics. And you whatnot. do love them. Our defense is the worst in the SEC, statistically speaking, mm-hmm. which no surprise, right? But our mm-hmm. offense, thanks to two really pad games, is 21st in the country. In total offense. Well, but a lot of that, I mean, our numbers still are padded by a 79 to nothing blowout of a Delaware State Mm -hmm. and an Eastern Michigan win. Those two games, I mean, I think if you want to get a realistic look at our offense, you eradicate those statistics from those two games because they're just outliers, complete outliers. Well, I mean, I don't don't completely disagree with you, but if if you just looked at the numbers from, let's take yesterday, for example, Locke still threw for 200 plus yards, didn't have an interception, threw for two touchdowns. I mean, that's not, we saw, right? We saw some overthrows and some things that are concerning, but he didn't make a huge mistake. Mm-hmm. He still is young. I know that we've we said that he still is just a sophomore in his first real full year of, of playing. But do you ever get the impression with Locke, if it's third and five, we're going to get the first down? Because I don't. Well, I I don't, but because Maybe I think our receivers are going to drop the ball. Yeah. So there's Oof. a little bit of a difference. Chris in, Black had an ugly ass drop late in the game. And, well, that and he couldn't punt return for his, save his life. Does he not realize that you go towards the ball like when it's coming at you? You don't go the other way. He had minus ten yards as a kick yeah. returner. I think we really overestimated the impact that guy that Ross and Black would have on this team because they've made no impact on this team and no positive impact. After game one, we were thinking Black was the new starting wide receiver. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they benched uh, Moore yesterday as a starter. Good. And, yeah, I was glad Talk to see that him. as well. But I, Put I mean, Pat that motherfucker on the back and cut some playing time. You know? Yeah. It'll be interesting to see how this plays out because, I mean, it's hard to see that we win. I mean, two and ten looks like a very, very possible yeah. outcome. Well, especially yeah, when you after, lose to Kentucky, <laughs> certainly Vanderbilt's no guarantee. Well, South Carolina South just Carolina, beat Tennessee. Yeah, exactly. And it's like exactly. we don't. There's there's not a scenario. Like, listen, South Carolina and Tennessee play ten times. Nine of ten times, Tennessee wins that game. If Mizzou and Tennessee play ten times, Tennessee wins every time. You yeah. know what I mean, I don't even have that ten percent hope you know like i just don't feel like they could beat anybody right now i'm more concerned of just not getting more lsu style blowouts i mean that's what we're looking at we can't compete we were really not competitive in this game and this was a game where we supposedly were supposed to win we were five and a half point favorites although nobody Vegas knows where that's well, stupid yeah, for that if you got, if anybody, should have bet my life savings no doubt the, uh, the um midweek show the Kentucky analyst we had on said as much. Like, mm-hmm. we don't know where this line's coming out. And Brennan said, we don't either. <laughs> like, nobody yeah. would, nobody mm-hmm. who's watched Missouri football or t- Kentucky football looked at this game and thought that was a accurate. I mean, maybe because it's at home. I mean, uh, well, I guess as far as sports books go, you know, it, it's my understanding that if, you're, if you, they're giving you three at home, that's, that's they're saying that's, that's a, the home. That's a, that's a, that's a tie. Advantage. They're saying right. you're even. So 
they it was really like we they they had us by a point and a half hmm. ultimately, but it's still to have us on the positive at all. You know, they should have had us as two fucking touchdown dogs. You mm-hmm. know, and that would have been accurate. Yes, mm-hmm. very accurate. <laughs> yeah, that'd be a push. Yeah. 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 Well, I think I think we can't underestimate. Also, we've been we've been ragging on the defense. Defense was on the field for two thirds of the game yesterday. We have the worst time of possession in college football. We're 128th out of 128. Yeah. This this hurry up offense. The whole thing is predicated on not getting be able to get people subbed into the game and to catch people off guard. And like at this point, I don't think it's helping us at all. I think it needs it's to slow just down hurting a little. Us. It's just hurting us. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think there's any teams that are that are not ready for it. That, well, that it's like you said, very rarely do we get a penalty call because they didn't get their substitution in on time or something like that, or they're out of position. Well, and if you don't substitute, the other team's not going to substitute anyway. So if you're just if you're flying up and they're going to mm-hmm. hold if so if you're substituting and this drives you nuts, right? As a Missouri fan, you see that stupid back judge or whatever is just standing there over you know patting the center on the back waiting for the mm-hmm. referee to give them the signal to get back there because mm-hmm. they hold them and wait until the other team gets a chance to sub if you subbed mm-hmm. so yeah i think you can go fast right in terms of like a speed up but where you're not going three and out in 15 seconds it doesn't have to be all the time i mean every, like every football team has a few pages in their playbook where they got a two-minute offense or a no huddle offense or speed it up okay so Great, Mizzou can do that, and they can be a fast-paced team. They just don't have to do it start to finish every fucking series. I mean, our defense, well, especially like if the defense just went on a, you know, had a eighty-yard drive slammed down their throat, and you go and get a three and out in forty seconds. I mean, in that circumstance, okay, they just went eighty-five yards. They scored a touchdown. All right, offensive coach, Mister Heupel, I'm going to say, hey guys, we're going to huddle this series because the defense needs a blow. Mm-hmm. There's no reason to go yeah. fucking pedal the metal. Well, the two best series I think I saw out of Mizzou, not counting the the two you know blowout games, was one was against Georgia, and the other one I can't remember what team it was against, but it was where we didn't throw the ball once, mm-hmm. right? We just handed the ball off, and then and they didn't rush to get back up because we were trying to eat clock in that mm-hmm. Georgia game, and that was our best offensive series of the game until yeah, probably the year until locked through the, the interception, interception and, yep. and screwed right. that up. But leading up to that point, that was the best offensive series that I've seen and we weren't going fast we weren't catching them off guard they knew exactly what was coming and they couldn't stop it I also think we let the defense off the hook with our tempo offense and that Locke only seems capable of looking at one half of the field or the other he does not view the entirety of the field and so if the defense is scrambling that supposedly that should open up receivers and things Locke is only going to look at two or three guys Two mostly. So if those guys can stay covering their receiver, then who cares if we're going fast or not? They're, they're gonna. Well, the the announcers yesterday, I thought, made a really good point, which is weird because I never the case, I know. never heard heard of them or seen them before in my life. Mm-hmm. Heisman Trophy honor where? Yeah, but they uh, they said that you know Locke was a basketball player coming out. Mm-hmm. He didn't play a lot of football, and. Right now, just to your point, Brennan, that they're basically dividing the field in half and saying, mm-hmm. okay, well, in this play, it's, it's a pass play to the right, and he's got one or two or three options on the right. And so as, as he gets more snaps and gets more reps, he'll get better at that, be able to, to open up the whole field. Well, but he can't the, – the problem, and it gets back, I think, to the hurry-up part of the offense, is that we go three and out so fast – and he, you know, it doesn't do anything for him. It doesn't build his confidence for the next throw or anything like that. Because he's, he's just, you know, we ran Ishwater up the middle for two yard gain, mm-hmm. and then we 
Well, so I, yeah. I think in addition to the tempo, the play calling belies, you know, they get it out quick, half field. I mean, it's the offense to see doesn't seem to be predicated on him making long reads, you know, and, and going through multiple progressions. It's like, get it out, get it out, get it out. Because I think that the offensive line doesn't give up sacks. They're not good enough to hold for, for three, four seconds. And the other thing about this offensive line, no, you're not giving up sacks. But the last two games, they have been giving up penalties mm-hmm. like crazy. Sides, yeah. Just, yeah. The offensive line, who the offensive line, and the, much the other improved. guy, I can't remember. They both have four procedure penalties right apiece mm-hmm. in both the last two games. It's ridiculous. Yeah, and, and well, oh it just God. it's getting to the point where there's not a phase of the game that we're not playing poorly in. You know, every single phase Tony. of the game. Yeah. I, he put two in the end zone, though. Yeah, well, I mean, but Jesus, I mean, when you punt terrible, 19 times in a game, that's what gonna, I'm saying. Though it's a terrible game by Fatoni Sanders. <laughs> <laughs> it's unbelievable, and oh, I. It's hard to. I mean, it's hard to watch these games. It was hard to watch them last season when you just go into the games with no hope. And I think this, the stadium always belied that. I think there were thirteen yeah. people there to watch the fucking mm-hmm. game. Yeah. Which good news is nothing speaks to the athletic department louder. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you want change, you know, yeah. that that helps. Yeah. But uh, it's been ugly. And for all those tweets we saw, the announced attendance is based on ticket sales, yeah. and everybody does that. So you got to mm-hmm. ignore the fifty thousand fans. No, there weren't. There's thirty. And what, the interesting piece too i was reflecting upon the homecoming game and how sparse it ended up being towards the end of that so i was out there tailgating and there were a bunch of other people they didn't go into the game there might have been someone estimated that there was maybe forty thousand fans who didn't go into the game absolutely they just came out and tailgated i remember just walking past a sea of humanity at that homecoming tailgate and thinking this is going to be a good crowd i'm kind of shocked you know given the nature of the season and got in the stadium and nobody was there and it was yeah. I readily believe forty thousand people. Well, who's going to go? I mean, they came hey, for the hey, beer. Here's your options: let's go watch Mizzou football, or let's stay in the parking lot, get hammered, and hopefully a sorority girl gives me a squeezer. I mean, mm-hmm. what are you going to choose with this football team? Mm-hmm. You yeah, hey, choose a squeezer every time. Well, I mean, squeezer or basically any other option. I think <laughs> squeezer. Um, yeah. yeah, but it was an eighty degree day. It was a beautiful day. Two tailgate. It was just yeah. a, you know terrible team to watch. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I can't imagine the rest of the season. I mean, the Vanderbilt game, there ain't going to be anybody at that fucking football game. No, no. Yeah. Why would there be? Especially if they do another 11 o'clock start. Yeah. I mean, that that was the other piece of this this whole game where... We deserve 11 o'clock starts. Though. Well, and I'm not saying that we don't, but that players struggle with those 11 o'clock starts. They all do. If Kansas wins one more game, our record will be tied with them. That's going to be unforgivable. You know, mm-hmm. your hotline is really going to blow up mm-hmm. if that happens. Yeah. Yeah. Well, guys, why don't we, we're getting we're getting low, so why don't we take our first break? We'll come back and and do a little Kansas news. This is the Mazzotcast. Don't throw that used cell phone away. Sell it to Midmo iFix. Midmo iFix buys and sells used cell phones that include a 30-day warranty. So if you lost your phone overboard, the screen's cracked, or the phone's broken, stop into Midmo iFix and see Kevin. And if you have no use for that old phone, turn it into cash. Midmo iFix, located next to Emo's Pizza on Osage Beach Parkway. 573-694-8795. Midmo iFix. Phones fixed fast. The Mazodcast, your source for contagious erectile dysfunction. I always heard there were three kinds of suns in Kansas. 
sunshine, sunflowers, sons of bitches. This is Kansas News. First story of the day, charges filed after man shot in leg during disturbance in Overland Park. A 59-year-old Overland Park man was charged Thursday with a shooting of another man in the leg after taking his gun away. Ricky Paul Smith was charged with aggravated battery. He also was charged with aggravated assault after allegedly pointing the gun at another man. Police said Smith was allegedly upset about the man carrying a concealed weapon. He took the gun away from him, pointed it at him and another man, and shot the victim in the leg, according to allegations. <laughs> the victim was taken to the hospital with injuries that were not life-threatening. Bond was set at $10,000. So he took somebody's legal weapon away and shot him in the leg. Yeah. Hey, you know how dangerous those things? Give me that thing. Let me show you. <laughs> Yeah. So, I mean, this is one of many stories we've had in Kansas of someone just shooting another person. ironic. Yeah. Oh, sweet irony. Kansas man held Sonic car hop up at knife point. So this is a little departure from what we usually get. Instead of a gun, it's a knife. Yeah. I'm surprised they couldn't just roller skate away. (laughs) (laughs) Topeka police have arrested a man for holding a Sonic drive-in car hop at knife point during an alleged robbery. Employees told police a skinny white man with short blonde hair wearing blue jean shorts and riding an orange bike robbed a car hop at Knife Point. Sounds like a Florida fan. Mm -hmm. Uh, The suspect rode off on the bike with an undisclosed amount of cash. I'm going to go ahead and say it was $27. (laughs) Well worth the robbery attempt. Officers arrested 37-year-old Dennis Gray in connection to the robbery. No injuries were reported. So apparently that hot bike getaway wasn't enough. He was taken captive. This is a good one, fellas. Here are questions U.S. states Google the most. The headline says, come on, Kansas. How to sext? How to be a ninja? Not sure what's going on? In some of the 50 nifty United States, these questions they're coming up with are pretty funny. But there's no such thing as a stupid question. Or is there? Some of us still remember the days before the Internet when we turned to libraries, encyclopedias, and smart friends to answer questions. But now we have Google and other search engines. We can get our answers and laugh at the questions all Americans are asking. After looking at the map, not to mention the full list in this post, some of the states have different concerns. Texas shows a disturbing satanic side. Their question is how to sell your soul, while Oklahoma has a more R-rated take on relationships. How to sext. Nevada, meanwhile, has concerns about the undead. How to survive in a zombie apocalypse. But Kansas wins the day for weirdness. Those in the Sunflower State appear to be unabashedly confused about exactly where they are. The top question <laughs> the top question in Kansas is how to find Kansas. What the what? Huh. <laughs> That's what Kansans are searching. Hmm. How to find Kansas. Interesting. Which one was the sexting state? Just you know, I've mm-hmm. got a vacation coming up. Mm-hmm. That would be Oklahoma. Oklahoma, I yeah. So I would advise Kansans who don't know how to find Kansas, just go with the smell. Just go well, they're using a search engine. Google has Google Maps. Mm-hmm. I mean, just, uh, fuck it. You don't need Wi-Fi. Just smell a horrible aroma and start heading until it gets stronger. Yeah, You're yeah, going to get there. Exactly. Well, I guess the, the most surprising part about that, though, is that Kansans can get on Google. Yeah. I mean, they have the Internet in the middle of Kansas. I didn't know. So weird. Maybe they go to Walmart. And there you go. Use their free Wi-Fi. Kansas man duped trying to sell items online. Saline County law enforcement authorities are investigating a pair of reported online scams. A 52-year-old Northwest Saline County man was the victim of a scam while attempting to sell a GPS unit online. The man placed an ad on Amazon for the unit and clicked the link, which took him to another site. 
A short time later, the victim reported he received emails from someone who said they wanted to purchase the GPS. Soldan said the two began exchanging emails on October 17th. The victim was instructed to obtain an Amazon gift card in the amount of $670 and send the numbers off the gift card to complete the transaction. How is this? When you're selling something, why (laughs) would you be required to give someone else money? It always seems to go this way, doesn't it? But the Kansans keep falling for it. Was the person that he was emailing perhaps a prince? I don't know. I assume if they're going to email, they're going to just be sending one of their dick pics, and mm-hmm. they wouldn't go to this point. But Maybe a Nigerian prince? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> After so, so I will absolutely buy your GPS for $43, <laughs> but first you need to send me $600. Mm-hmm. That's how typical. these transactions happen. It's pretty typical. After sending the numbers, the man <laughs> he did it too. The he man realized he had been scammed and he notified authorities. He'd been duped. In another instance, another Selena man, while attempting to sell a garden tub, whatever that is, for $440 on let go. That is where people take baths in Kansas. <laughs> they have a tub in the backyard, typically they, in their garden. Where they grow sunflowers. And uh, once a year, they go out and use the old garden tub. <laughs> Whether they need it or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he tried to sell it for $440 on the site, letgo.com, and was the target of another scam. Solden said the 55-year-old victim was contacted by a prospective buyer and was told he would be receiving a check in the mail to cover the cost of the tub. The victim received a check in the amount of $1,810.35 and was instructed to keep 440 and pay the rest to a shipping company and send the tub. Mm-hmm. The check, which was written on the account of Memorial Sloan Kettering Cancer Center, was later found out to be fake. So the cancer oh, center no. didn't want to buy a tub, <laughs> a garden tub, and and what? And you get a check for eighteen hundred. It's like, ah, just write me a check for the difference. Yeah, sure. That's how you get cash. Well, I mean, I guess the the, the savvy part is is that if anybody's ever been to a cancer hospital, they're full of garden tubs. Mm-hmm. So it, it all added up. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, why wouldn't you fall for Didn't that? Didn't I see that scam on, like, Catch Me If You Can? I don't know. I think that was... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was he raped by a bear on that one? I think that was the sequel. Oh. Mm. Kansas man accused of tricking area women into rehearsing for fake porn movies. <laughs> <laughs> no, honey, this is just a rehearsal. This one shows a little bit more uh, mental aptitude. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I like this. Like <laughs> Let's dig in. Details about alleged criminal Mario Antoine continue to be uncovered on Tuesday, a day after the U.S. Attorney Western District announced charges against him for tricking dozens of women <laughs> nice. into having dozens. sex. Wow. Which he recorded. Smooth operator. Under the appearance they were rehearsing for a pornography movie. Technically, I guess they were. Yeah. I mean, where's the... I don't understand <laughs> where the crime is. Yeah. Antoine. He never made the movie, I suppose. Yeah. Uh. 33 years old, was charged on a 21-count indictment. The federal indictment alleges Antoine created various online aliases where he posed as a talent manager, photographer, and videographer for fake companies such as Playboy Worldwide, Playboy Asia, Dash Agency, and others. He claimed managed private overseas pornography sites. Beginning in 2011, Antoine allegedly auditioned dozens of victims throughout the greater Kansas City area as models for prospective employment with the fake businesses by persuading them to engage in sexual and pornographic activity. So he took them to pound town. (laughs) Antoine allegedly promised to pay his victims tens of thousands of dollars for entering into contracts for the modeling shoots and engaged in sexual activity. In entailing auditions where the victims performed sexual activities with Antoine, which he recorded, according to the news release, the indictment cites six victims of the alleged scheme. He allegedly sent victims photos of one victim and claimed they were Nikki. 
saying she'd received thousands of dollars from one of his shoots. After victims complained they hadn't been paid this promise, Antoine allegedly sent images of their sexual activity to the victim's employers and significant others. Good <laughs> sweet lord. Wow. Wow. That escalated quickly. Yeah. yeah. Antoine presented victims with forged and false documents to make the business seem legitimate, according to the indictment. Josh Tillery, who lived next door to Antoine in Olathe, said he could not believe the charges. I'm shocked. I couldn't believe what I was reading. He was really friendly and helpful. He invited us over for dinner once or twice. Mm-hmm. I bet he did. And he yeah. didn't fuck my wife, so I was shocked. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't a, it wasn't, they were coming in for a cuckold movie. <laughs> Kids TLC director of business development, Josh Hinges, said he exploited these people. People that you exploit often need the most help. Despite the obvious danger, Hinges said the victims probably should not be blamed. I don't think it was a smart move at all. But that doesn't change the fact they didn't deserve any of this. No one should ever feel like they're going to be victimized. Yeah, I, I guess I don't necessarily agree with that. But yeah, go ahead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, like, oh, you mean you showed up to a stranger's house and had sex with him on the promise of being in a pornos and it didn't work out for you? Mm-hmm. Dang. Sometimes you live and you Tough learn. business to break into. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it's the hard knock. It's the hard lock life. Yeah, yeah the old casting couch story. Mm-hmm. So our final story of the day. Those poor folks. They're in misery. Mm-hmm. I'm in misery. <laughs> Brian, have you got an update for us? I do. Kansas uh, participated in a, we'll call it a football event, because I don't know that (laughs) Kansas uh, played any real games, against uh, 16th-ranked Oklahoma over the weekend. Oklahoma, where the wind comes sweeping across the plain. Thank you for that. In this case, it went sweeping across the Jayhawks, because they lost (laughs) 56-3. Is a beatdown. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm, in, I'm impressed. I guess they scored three. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. probably a late garbage minute points. Someone, yeah, yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so rough time, but uh, Jayhawks still just one win on the season. One in seven now, something like that. Yeah, we've still doubled their win total. Yeah, thank God. We, we're keeping just that slim lead mm-hmm. week after week. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, Oklahoma looks to be the sole contender in the Big 12 as uh, I think West Virginia went down for the first time and Baylor, Baylor took one of well, the yeah. chin. Yeah, so. yeah the, uh, I think the Big 12 on the whole can kiss a playoff berth. Goodbye. <laughs> I think you're right. Mm-hmm. Well, that'll do it for Kansas News this week. So let's move on to something that we've been having to do week after week now. And uh, that's read your angry tweets. I don't know what we're yelling about! We've been, uh, we've been wanting to, as we've said Play sour grapes is whenever we read angry tweets from our opponents when we beat them. But we haven't been able to do that in a good two years. So uh, instead, we're reading Mizzou fans' angry tweets. Colin, do you have some for us today? There seems to be quite a bit of a theme mm-hmm. this week. Um, there's not a lot of change between tweets to tweets, so it's just going to feel like I'm reading the same thing over and over again. But uh, here mm. we go. All right. <laughs> so Tigers Cardinals at uh, Tigers underscore SEC wrote, How the fuck does this nitwick at DeMonte Cross, still have a job. His defense is poop emoji. Hashtag Mizzou. <laughs> Solid use of emojis and the uh, at, you know, yeah. tweeting at someone. Kudos. Yeah. Actually, it was hashtag DeMonte Cross. Oh. That's my bad. Oh, okay. But hashtag. So, right. well, you know, that, uh, that's good for half a point. Good as well. Yeah. Sure. Mm-hmm. Chris Curran, at Chris Curran. Fucking embarrassment. This is some real KU level suck assness. You can kiss my $20 alumni check goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's going to take his money and go home, and good for him. Yeah. That's right. yeah, I'm sure he'll get a apologetic letter from the athletic department. And to be fair, it's not quite Kansas level. We do have two wins. That's right. That's Our right. favorite and do only black fan, Monty, mm-hmm. tweeted, Mizzou fans don't even show up to football games anymore. 
Sports programs, sad as fuck. <laughs> yeah. Can't disagree with that. Yeah. Mm. Jake Osgood, there might be 12 people at this fucking Mizzou game right now. <laughs> and he was one of them, I yeah. hope. <laughs> well, he was there, I guess, there in person to report that. So right. uh, mm-hmm. here we go. Thank you, Jake. Deplorable Jim wrote, Told y'all Mizzou sucked out loud, baby. All right. Gavin tweeted, you guys, I think Cleveland is going to win the series. This sucks. I mean, not like Mizzou sucks, but sucks. <laughs> well, I, I gotta disagree with them. I mean, yeah, anybody right. but Cubs. You know, you know, we do have a lot of Cubs fans who are listeners. You know, by a lot, I mean probably like twelve. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I, I can't apologize. I'm a Cardinals fan, and Same. Uh, I'm not going to be sad when uh, Game Five ends. It's yeah, fuck the Cubs. Mm-hmm. Moving uh, on. Yeah, so. Uh, Yo Soy Bill quote tweeted uh, Todd Palmer's tweet that Mizzou's defense has given up 500 plus yards in four straight games for the first time ever by saying, Buh bye, Demonte Cross. <laughs> Let's hope. Yeah, Let's time hope. will tell. I got one here, Colin, from Frederick GF. It says, Couldn't be more surprised that I'm watching this game midway through the third quarter. Fuck Missouri. Yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. I don't think he was the only one. I think anybody that was watching the game midway through the third quarter was like, what? Nick what? Wheaton says Devontae Cross needs to be fired immediately. Immediately. Mm. He went. He doubled down on the immediately. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Worldwide Tech said, sources say David S. Pumpkins will start at quarterback for fuck Missouri. <laughs> Sour grapes. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, yeah. mm. Gotta love Worldwide. Um, John Flynn tweets, <laughs> college football coaches that should be fired tomorrow. Barry Odom. Butch Jones. Mm. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. All in, I, in, in Barry Odom's defense, Butch Jones has been allowed to fail for several years before That's he right. got fired. Yeah. <laughs> right. Or he hasn't been fired yet, but one can hope. Mm. I mean, certainly Tennessee fans at this point should hope. Southern Associate writes, LMAO, Kentucky is dragging the fuck out of Mizzou. Mizzou, get the fuck out of the SEC. You don't deserve to call yourself SEC. Mm, that's There you go. We haven't had one of those in a while. No, that's not yeah. a Missouri fan, I am assuming. Tommy Ferretta tweets, keep your head up, coach. Rooting for you and all the guys working to get ready each Saturday. Go Tigers. Wow. I knew just threw that in there. Uh, you, <laughs> yeah, a little Pollyanna for you. Yeah. A little, it's okay, guys. Good for you. Good for you. I don't know how he recovers from this train wreck. Honestly, this season murders our recruiting. I wouldn't be mad if they dumped him. And that is in reference to Coach Odom by Tiger Dank. The Vol Colonel wrote, Mizzou came into SEC like gangbusters under Gary Pinkle. Talk about sugar turning to shit. I can can see that program down for a long time. Does that happen? Sugar turns to shit? I don't know. I don't know how they cook. Well, he's a Vols fan, so Mm it's probably used to it. This Mm -hmm. team is getting worse each week. Time to pull player scholarships at Papa GJS. Like, that is (laughs) mid-year. I'm not sure if you're going to help recruiting to pull player scholarships (laughs) for performance mid-season. Unlike some other media types who discourage that type of reactionary tweeting, I fully encourage it. (laughs) Yeah. Fuck these kids. Fuck their scholarships. (laughs) I'm burning down the stadium. (laughs) All right. Deplorable Bud at Oklahoma Tiger writes... I got my Sundays back by boycotting the gritty, unpatriotic NFL. <laughs> Looks like Saturday's better back as well. Pathetic. Hashtag mm. Mizzou. So, yeah. So, that goddamn Colin Kaepernick's stolen his Sunday viewing, and now you know, the Mizzou Tigers have kicked his Saturday viewing squarely in the nuts. Oh, he's got Friday night football left. And other than that, <laughs> yeah, I hope he's a high school fan. soccer. <laughs> NBA just started. NHL started, buddy. Mm. I feel a trend. I feel a trend. <laughs> yeah. Zach Vermilius 
right? The old rush-ish witter in the middle, up the middle play, didn't work again. Maybe next time, it can't fail a hundred times in a row. <laughs> I like, he likes playing the odds. Yeah. Maybe that's what Heupel's doing. He's yeah. throw-ish right up the, right the gut. I mean, he's going to break it eventually. Roll those dice. All right. At Brennan Anthony writes... I wish I could watch the Mizzou game, but I'm busy masturbating. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah. I don't recall that tweet. <laughs> <laughs> it says it right here, Brennan. Wow. Yeah, I can't argue with well, that, Twitter. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the what end I, of it. That's what I tweeted. <laughs> yeah. That's what I tweeted. <laughs> that piece of paper right in front of you says. <laughs> yeah, it says it right here. I don't know. That's not a piece of paper. That's a paper towel. Yeah. <laughs> well, from. So those are some angry tweets. I hope it helps everybody. You know, we can all commiserate with one another. Mm-hmm. Uh, feel a little better that we all hate this team and its miserable prospects. Indeed. And we... I guess we can look at other football going around the uh, nation as there is college football that isn't terrible. So when we get back from break, we'll look around the SEC with a little round the horn. This is the Mazodcast. Hi, I'm Mike, founder of DollarShaveClub.com. What is DollarShaveClub.com? Well, for a dollar a month, we send high-quality razors right to your door. Yeah, a dollar. Are the blades any good? No, our blades are f***ing great. So stop forgetting to buy your blades every month and start deciding where you're going to stack all those dollar bills I'm saving you. We are DollarShaveClub.com, and the party is on. And now the show with even fewer fans than the Kansas Jayhawks homecoming game, the Mazodcast. Well, it's time to look at the rest of the SEC, guys. Jesus loves football. What happened this week, Brian? Well, there were some other football games that were a little uh, exciting, but I think before we get into that, you know who we need, Colin. Oh, oh hold shit. on, I'll get him. I, I rolled him into the kitchen earlier. Hold on. All right. Nick Saban, Nick Saban, Nick Saban. There he is. Good to have you, Paul. Let's get started. Okay, you heard the man. Well, we'll start with um, some games that I don't think anybody thought were going to be a game, and it turned out to be maybe a little closer than they like. Mississippi State ends up defeating Samford 56-41, uh, to 41, and a little bit of a shootout. And mm-hmm. Mississippi State obviously battling with Missouri for the um, bottom of the SEC. At the so point. they beat a show from the late 70s, early 80s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, no, I didn't hear that his son was on the team. Oh. This is one of those weeks where the fucking SEC schedule is bullshit and we play all these mid-year non-conference opponents, much like we did against Montana. They gave Mississippi State all they wanted. They had one wide receiver who was probably going to play on Sundays, and yeah. he was actually tearing them apart. Yeah. Well, Mississippi State sucks this year. I yeah, mean, they I suck mean, bad. As a Missouri fan, I feel like I'm not even allowed to say that about other teams, but they do. They suck. Yeah, yeah. well, they don't suck Missouri bad. We mm-hmm. can preface it by saying that. Yeah. yeah. M-I-Z. Thanks, Paul. And in another game, similar fashion, Texas A&M took on New Mexico State, just blew them out of the building, 52-10. to 10. Mm-hmm. Sure. And then in some more interesting games, because they were SEC matchups, yeah. you had uh, Auburn taking on Ole Miss, who a lot of people thought this game was going to be a lot closer yeah. than I think it ended up being in there for a while. It was a, it was a pretty good game. Auburn ends up defeating the running Rebs. Uh, Forty to twenty-nine. Yeah, old Mrs. Season's going down the toilet fast. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Auburn from, seems to be bouncing back a bit. Yeah, Auburn's. Yeah, they went had from a bad being start, the, but they're doing well. Uh, the best three-win team in the country to you still only have three wins. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so. I, I'd kill for three wins right now. <laughs> yeah, that's true. 
And then in uh, the East action, Florida taking on Georgia at the largest, biggest cock party outdoor something or another. I can't remember how that actually goes. It's, it's cock party. You got that right. Did I? Yeah. Did I? All right, wanted to make sure. What's in? Was it in Florida? It's in Jackson, Jacksonville, right? Yeah, that's right. It's in between. Yeah. Well, but either way, I mean, if it's in Florida, they could have literally been a cock fight. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it's pretty cool. The attendance would be probably just as Almost high. Almost every halftime, that's the yeah. entertaining. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the band plays and the cock fight goes mm-hmm. on. Well, right. Well, uh, Florida pulls out a victory to stay on top of the SEC East 24 to 10. Mm. Gator chomp. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we kind of expected that one to happen. Yeah, I mean, and really with Tennessee shit in the bed. Florida can even lose to uh, LSU. No. Tennessee is still the pick to win the SEC. I really don't think they are, Paul. Paul. Well, Paul, I'm glad you said that. Colin, I'm glad you brought that up because that brings us to the last SEC game of, of uh, this past weekend, no. which, which uh, featured actual Cox in the game Cox. Mm-hmm. And um, they pulled off a surprising upset against Tennessee, 24 to 21. Yeah. Um, newsflash, Josh Dobbs is not a good quarterback. Yeah. He never has been, despite... Being t- I mean, well, he's, he's a incredible he athlete. He's a ru- he can run the ball, he can throw the ball. And he's t- been bad for three fucking years. Oh, God. It, this is in a terrible, terrible Mizzou season. I can take a little shot in Freud in this because we have been saying since day one, while we were listening to every motherfucker in the world tell us Tennessee was going to win the national championship, that Tennessee is not that fucking good and Butch Jones is a shitty coach. I, hey, listen, my thought is, is they got two real problems. They got one. No quarterback, and two, they got no head coach. Other than that, they have loads of talent. <laughs> but, you know, there's two pretty big problems. Yeah, but the national media will tell you they've got a great quarterback and they have a great head coach. So, Colin, yeah. you're way off with yeah, the rest of it. Yeah. yeah, the preseason national championships are really struggling on this year. Say Butch should probably start looking for a, a real estate agent because it's uh, – Knoxville's not going to be home for much longer. It's got to be hard on the likes of guys like Paul, though. I mean, they still won't take. Thinks Tennessee's a title contender. <laughs> yeah, Paul. Did Paul down. run away? Is that what? No, he, I think sometimes he has a little trouble whenever his picks are yeah. fucking way off. Yeah. yeah. Well, at some non-SEC news. There were three major upsets. Mm-hmm. I say major relatively for maybe one of these, but um, three undefeateds go down. Over the weekend, which obviously has playoff picture implications, and I feel like we should mention them. The first is West Virginia, who, after their surprising, you know, Missouri victory, and just went on and kept winning mm-hmm. until yesterday, where they ran uh, Oklahoma State, lost thirty-seven twenty. Yeah, Oklahoma close. State's a pretty good football team. Yeah. They've, they've had some bad losses this season, but I would not want to play them. They yeah. would score seven hundred points against us. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and then Baylor taking on Texas in the in the deep south there, and Baylor lost by one to Texas. Yeah, um, if I'm a Texas fan, I'm like Charlie Strong. Would you just completely shut the bed or not? Because I really <laughs> right? either want I just want to get rid of you and move on. Please, would you just shit the bed? I know it's going to be one of those areas where it's like we can't really justify firing him, but we really want to fire him. It's like less miles. <laughs> that, yeah, with LSU. exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Well, and then in the. A game that was, frankly, a lot more entertaining to watch than either of those other two. Although Baylor game was fairly entertaining. Nebraska was taking on Wisconsin. Nebraska coming in undefeated. Many thought that, um, well, they haven't really played anybody. So this was the first real test. And Wisconsin, in overtime, beat them 23-17. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think everybody kind of realized that Nebraska was a bit of a mirage because for being undefeated, they were not getting a lot of pub. You know what I mean? People were like, yeah, they're undefeated. They're good for them. There but you that's go. That's not going to... 
the yeah. bug eaters. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, for all those things, though, the top four teams in the AP poll and the, for the playoffs at the moment didn't lose, so that, that structure doesn't change much. Mm-hmm. Um, when is the first week when they throw that out there? Is that oh, coming that's up? That's a good question. The, the playoff poll or mm-hmm. the playoff contenders. It's a weird thing they do that because it's this committee that picks the four teams in the playoffs, and it really doesn't matter from week to week. I mean, the pick they make at the end of the season is the only one that matters. So. Yeah, it's purely for our own. Yeah, it's just another poll, really, mm-hmm. up until that point. And as Donald Trump will tell you, you can't trust those. <laughs> so who needs them? I don't agree. Sorry to disagree with you, Paul. <laughs> well, Brian, what do we got next week? Yeah, so next week we're going to have a couple of decent games and a whole bunch of throwaway games as well. So Old Miss is going to take on Georgia Southern. And Old Miss gets another win. That's right. So there'll be the... Best four-win team in the country. Mm-hmm. So Ole Miss. Uh, Texas A&M's taking on Mississippi State, which... Mm-hmm. That's a pretty easy pick. Texas A&M. Texas A&M. Yeah. I still haven't got that cleaned up. Yeah. Paul, struggling. Uh, Auburn's going to take on Vandy, mm. which Auburn's surging at the right time. Yeah, I don't think there's any chance Vandy wins this game. Auburn. And then Florida is going to take on Arkansas in a game mm-hmm. that... Arkansas is going the wrong way. Florida is going the right way. Yeah. This, is a, this is a big game, though, from the standpoint that uh, Arkansas is talented enough to beat Florida. Yes. And Florida can basically you just presume they're going to lose to LSU, but they're not allowed to lose anywhere else if they want to lose the East. That's so right. Florida right. could really take a hot, steamy dump right in their mess kit mm-hmm. if they don't get this done. Or, and, they, or a long way in making it to Atlanta if yeah. they win the game. Yeah, I mean, Arkansas, like you said, is a talented team. They've just really – they've kind of crapped down their legs they've all got, season they've long. Got a, listen, I'm starting to feel like with Arkansas, we got a little bit of a Butch Jones situation here. It's like everybody Bielema. likes to be big on Belima, yeah. and he's he's a gregarious, and he's a fun guy at the press conference. But he's – you know, to this point, he's been a big, fat disappointment as a head mm-hmm. coach. Emphasis on fat. Yes. And there are three losses. Although, to be fair, there are three losses what – there were two, two of them being to the, the top two teams in the SEC right now. And the yeah. third one was LSU. Yeah, but they, didn't, they did not hire him to yeah. be no, a bottom right. feeder in the West. You're right. No. Florida. Yep, Paul, I think you're right about that. Um, Tennessee is going to come off of three straight losses. Mm. Three straight losses. Yay. How about that? <laughs> that makes me so happy. Yeah. yeah. And they're going to take on the powerhouse of Tennessee Tech. Tennessee Tech. Tennessee Tech. Wouldn't it be great if they lost to Tennessee Tech. <laughs> they <laughs> might fire Butch Jones for the season. Ends. Oh my God! I don't think they be... will. Tennessee Tech's three and five, so I think uh, Tennessee's. Yeah, we'll. I'll keep my fingers crossed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we. And then uh, Kentucky, who now is in it in terms of the East. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I agree. Paul. I know, but they're they're second in the East right now. Uh, taking on Georgia. Mm, yeah. And they could win that game. Fuck I yeah. Mean, Mizzou only lost by a point. What does that tell you? Yeah, Georgia's a dumpster fire. Georgia's on the wrong way. And here we thought it, they had it fixed when they fired the coach that had them having winning season after winning season. And mm-hmm. they fired him, you know, and so why not? Yeah. Georgia. Yeah, Paul, Paul, loves, Paul, Paul loves name Paul. brand. Yeah, you know? he does. You can't ever expect him yeah, to take a ball. He only eats Pizza Hut and he only drinks Coca Cola. Georgia. <laughs> I mean, <Yeah>. he just <laughs> will not. Yeah. Well, and then the, and the really the the only game that anybody's going to pay attention to in the SEC is Alabama going to Death Valley. Now that Alabama friends take on game. Mm-hmm. Alabama, <laughs> Paul. We haven't asked yet. We haven't even gotten broken into this. <laughs> I game. agree with Paul, though. I've re- I mean LSU's playing well, and the new coach seems to have them uh, all fired up. But uh, I feel like this is going to be a 
even at Death Valley, this will probably end up being a woodshed game. I think Alabama's going to second half pull away and just pretty much – I don't think LSU has a chance. You're right about that. Well, I figured you might agree with me, Paul. Nick Saban. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's the coach, yes. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's – LSU is headed the right direction. I mean, they look suddenly like how they were supposed to look at the start of the season, and that tells you what, what firing one coach can do to mm-hmm. a team's morale. Are you listening? Speaking Mizzou. Missouri. Mm-hmm. Um, but <laughs> – Alabama is in a class of its own right now. Yeah, right? Yes, sir. Alabama is the statistical anomaly. So if you if you play them, it's like you talk about every other game, and then you talk about Alabama, right? Mm-hmm. So a one loss team and your your losses to Alabama, you might as well basically be an undefeated team in college football. That's right. You're right. Yeah, yeah. But Paul agrees wholeheartedly with that whole line of, of, of commentary. You, of course you do. Thank you. And that will round out the SEC for yeah. next week. All right. Thanks for joining us, Paul. Adios. Well, that has been Around the Horn. I guess it's time to move on. No. Oh. What? There's one more SEC game. Crap. Yeah. So there is? That one's my bad, guys. This is easy to forget. Um, I wish I could forget it. I think it was a selective memory type of a thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Um, I've been drinking a lot of bleach just hoping to forget all of it. <laughs> Mizzou has to play next week. Of course, yes. for Hillary's emails. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> apparently, apparently, just leaving them off the schedule and ending the season at 2-6 and six is not an option, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. Um, and so Missouri is going to take on South Carolina in Columbia, South Carolina. Yeah. Well, um, they're coming off a big win against Tennessee. But they also have one coach by the name of Mr. Will Muschamp. Mm-hmm. And I never discount his ability to shit the bed. So save us, Will Muschamp. <laughs> yeah. You're our only hope. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Mizzou's best and only chance is that Will Muschamp will be Will Muschamp oh. next Saturday. Mm-hmm. If, as long as he's himself, we should have a fighting chance in this game. You're right so about true. that. Yeah, Paul, you better believe it. It's yeah. so true. And it's so sad that it's like Missouri's season comes down to this game. If you can't compete, Against, against South Will Carolina Muschamp. and Will Muschamp. Pack it in. Yeah, there's no point to this entire season. In terms of great matchups in college football history, this will not qualify. <laughs> I couldn't agree more. Yeah. I, and fuck going back to the Big 12 if we lose this game. They're just sentenced to the whack. You know what I mean? It's not even... <laughs> yeah. Conference USA? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think they might, they might take it. Mountain us. West? Have you got a spot for us? <laughs> Probably not, actually. <laughs> no, no, no. I think you just named a powerhouse conference. Mm. But in all honesty, um, I don't expect to win this game, especially on the road. I don't either. I I don't expect to win. I don't think, well, I don't think South Carolina is appreciably better than Kentucky, and Kentucky just housed the shit out of us. So Mm -hmm. why should I expect anything different? No, I'm, fuck yeah. I, South Carolina is not appreciably worse than Kentucky. I don't know. I'm not, not going to pick Mizzou the rest of the, yeah, rest of the season. I don't see a win on their schedule to this right now. Well, I mean, I looked at the Kentucky game and I thought, well, we're not, we're going to probably give up a lot of points, but we should score a lot of points. We did not. Mm-hmm. We did not have a very good offense. We know our defense is as bad as it ever has been after a year when we were fantastic. Yeah. So if you have no offense and you have no defense, it doesn't leave you a lot of wins on the schedule. This is all starting to smell a great deal like the dark times. You yeah. know what I mean? Oh, as we fuck. went through for a long time. This is starting to smell a lot like that. Pre- yes, sir. Pre-Pinkle. You know, my thing is, is I enjoy this podcast. I enjoy Mizzou football. But how many seasons of just being absolutely having your shit packed can uh, you do a podcast <laughs> About a football team that wins two games a season. I don't know. Is there, That's is my there, biggest uh, fear. Like, we're going to do this for two more years and be like, oh, fuck it, just give up. We only, <laughs> we got, we only had 200 downloads this week because of the fucking, you know, the team yeah. only had 13 is there a, wins in five seasons. Is there a Vanderbilt 
football podcast because we can ask those guys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no doubt, no doubt. <laughs> Probably is not. <laughs> or Kansas? Does Kansas have a podcast? Do you think? I, well, I mean, that is a technological That's... leap. For <laughs> Kansas. My dear God, maybe Delaware State. I mean, they didn't have any yeah. anything else, but maybe they have podcasts. Fuck, I might become yeah. a Delaware State right. fan if this gets up for <laughs> fucking Woody Woodenhofer days again. Eastern Michigan, right? Isn't that the... Oh, God, yeah. Woody Woodenhofer. Don't even say it out loud. You know, yeah. Western Michigan's undefeated, by the way. Speaking of random tidbit of information that for you. That is fucking random, Brian. It's <laughs> extremely random. <laughs> well, you're welcome. What else am I doing here? I don't know. Man, I don't... We often <laughs> ask ourselves that question. But, uh, yeah, so uh, I think we're all picking South Carolina, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. The South Carolina. Yep. The team from Columbia is going to win. Yep. Mm-hmm. Bold prediction. Thank you. Hot take. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so Brian. I'm pretty sure that's all the SEC games. <laughs> all right, so we're done. We're, we've we're gone around the horn. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> now, now we can move on to our awards segment of the show, and I think our first one is the uh, Douche of the Week Award. Douche of the Week. So this, this honor, always named after the great receiver, for the Missouri Tigers, T.J. Moe, who was once beloved but has taken a turn for douchery, he has inspired us to give out the award of Douche of the Week for the douchiest person in college football. Any people you guys would like to nominate this week? Boy, I don't know. I mean, it, it's hard to get past how bad we played football this, mm-hmm. this week. I mean, Yeah, I mean, I don't pay as close attention after we lose. I just mm-hmm. bury my head in the sand. But, oh, no. Uh, I mean, I think you might want to call Butch Jones a big fat douche. Yeah, there you go. I like that pick. <laughs> yeah. I like that pick. I mean, he... Preseason it, national champs, and you his lost His picture, honestly, is in the Webster's Dictionary under douche, anyway. Yeah. I mean, so it's it's a natural choice. I have a question for you. As far as haircuts are concerned, if you had to... Gun to your head, you got three choices. Oh, boy. Pulling the trigger, we're going to shoot you dead right now. Or you have to choose between Butch Jones's hair for the rest of your life, or... Oklahoma State's Mike Gundy. Mike, Mike Gundy. Gundy. Yeah. So are you going to go with the flat top or the full lesbo? Yeah. Yeah. It's, or death. <laughs> well, 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 obviously, I will choose death. <laughs> That's an easy call. Hey, by the way, we're speaking of TJ Moe, full douche. Curtis Gregory is now on the radio mm-hmm. for the I watch all the games on the television, you know, but at mm-hmm. halftime, yeah, he's just, I so. ran to the store and I was listening to the Mizzou broadcast on the radio. And I didn't know how long has that been going on? Has he been yeah, around a this while? Just, I don't know exactly how long, but I know he's, yeah. He's I like know he's in the full, I, I know he's in the TJ Mosa douche camp based on Twitter, but yeah. I, I didn't realize that he's actually part of the broadcast. Yeah. I, I was actually shocked when I found out because he's, he, he was so openly, uh, yeah, Twitter. critical of of TJ Mo being a douche, and that somebody who's on part of the broadcast. part of the broadcast would would do that. But I was like, hey, yeah. there you go. Yeah, yeah, he was he was having a full on Twitter war with his old teammate TJ. And TJ's mm-hmm. like, what are you guys talking about? I don't know what you're talking about. I'm not a douche at all. <laughs> like, oh, TJ, we know what. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I digress. But you just got a problem with that, Brian. No, I'm good with that. Yeah, one. I think everybody's good with that one. Yeah, Tennessee fans are good week. with that one right now. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so let's move on to a happier award, the uh, Kirk Farmer's Hair Player of the Game. Named for the flaxen, blonde, corn-silk-spun gold that is Kirk Farmer's Hair. Now it's time for Kirk Farmer's Hair Player of the Game. And Brian, I think you mentioned a choice right off the bat was uh, Mr. Mason. Yeah, I think he had a huge game with two touchdowns and the one touchdown that he caught where Locke was scrambling around and managed to, to... squeaked by somebody, threw it over just over Mason's head. I, it was a heck of a catch, maybe one of the better catches of the Mizzou season, period. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was good. And, and, you know, 
good performance by Demetrius Mason. Second week in a row, a strong performance by an offensive player that was completely negated by the rest of the team. Yeah. I mean, Crockett had an incredible game the week prior, and I think he only had 55 yards this week. Yeah. Strangely, our running game shot shut down. Yeah, I, I'm like it from the standpoint of it's a wide receiver performing well. Therefore, maybe it will take Drew Locke's focus off of um, Jamon Moore. You know what I mean? Like, hey, this guy can catch the ball too, so let's throw it to him because he actually does, in fact, catch the ball. Well, he only had four catches. I mean, but he still ranked up uh, 101 yards because thanks to one of his really long, long catches. So, and the good news about Mason is he's a freshman. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he is, Jonathan Johnson too is young. I mean, yeah. there's some there's some guys with some speed and some talent. Emmanuel Hall, I like Hall, you know, and he seems to when given an opportunity, seems to be able to catch the ball. Blanton, a tight end, I like yeah. him quite a bit. They've been, been using a lot Colkin. more active than they've been Colkin. using Colkin a lot of late. And like for the last two ga- couple of games, Colkin's got a lot of targets. But when you watch these two play, Blanton seems like the much more talented of the two. So I mean, there are reasons to be semi optimistic. I mean, I feel like there are is talent. In, in, op, in places, um, you know, Drew Locke, if he ever turns into what he was supposed to be, you know, quote-unquote, the chosen one. But mm-hmm. um, I don't know. But, you know, if the defense never gets any better, then who the fucking cares? But um, certainly you can see that this is, in, in, on top of maybe some very bad coaching, this is a young team, and there's room yeah. for growth. Yeah, you got a you got a first year coach and a very young team, and you can expect it to have some learning curves. I just think, like we said at the outset, the curves have been too steep for us to take as Tiger fans, and I think our expectations were just a little high, and uh, even though they were pretty middling. Well, you know, like Garrett, who's come in to play linebacker as a freshman, he looks pretty good. I mean, mm-hmm. to me, he looks a step faster than Shearer was. Well, that's the thing. We ha- when we have some of our veterans go down, we don't see an appreciable drop off. No, and and part of that is just that the veterans aren't playing well at all. So yeah. you know, if you're yeah. if your underclassmen are playing poorly, then you know it just means that everybody's playing poorly. Yeah, uh, you know, of course, the other option always. In games like this, is our good friend Corey Fatoni. Mm-hmm. They yeah, burned three red shirts too yesterday. Yeah, that was that was a questionable choice by the, by the coach too, burning some of those red shirts. But yeah, well, what's and the as point we were, in a season like this to burn those? I don't know. And as as we were talking about the, the before the show got kicked off, Fatoni, you know, he put a couple back in the end zone. It's a rough day by Fatoni standards. <laughs> I mean. Yeah. But, but like Colin but said, in comparison, he's 27 punts. Right, yeah. right. <laughs> Can't all be winners. Yeah. So why don't we go ahead and give Demetrius Mason, the freshman wide receiver, Kurt Farmer's hair, player of the game award. Congrats. Okay, Brian, turning it back to you. It's for your weekly tweet of the week. Yeah, so uh, got an honorable mention this week. Um, Dr. Hurricane came in with the – who is – He got it last week, didn't he? Uh, yeah, he won it last week. Yeah, Dr. Week Hurricane coming on strong. He strong really has. Tweeter. He's a he doctor. Really has. I mean, he's a, <laughs> yeah. obviously an intelligent That's guy. true. That's true. Mm-hmm. Um, at Riley underscore Reigns, in case anybody wants to give him a follow. Uh, he tweeted at us, at Mazodcast, how Tiger fans feel when we watch Drew Locke consistently underperform as our program implodes. And he had this little quick gif as well. You were the chosen one! It was said that you would destroy this sin, not join them! Yeah, so, in reference to Star Wars, which I'm a large fan of, as is Brennan, so... But yeah, he's hats uh, off to Brian for choosing a visual tweet. Yeah, to, uh, <laughs> for the audible mention on our audio podcast. Yeah, but yep. uh, yeah, the, the sound. The, the point remains the same. The chosen one to this point has not been great. Mm-hmm. I think it's also worth noting that we we could get into a heated battle on Brian's pronunciation of GIF versus GIF. Oh, I don't even want to go there. Yeah, I have strong feelings. <laughs> <laughs> we had some tweets about it in weeks past. Well, yeah. 
GIF, yeah. GIF. I mean, the, I'll, I will say this in Brian's defense, the guy who quote unquote invented it, I was told, calls it a GIF. That's right. Yeah, well, does he also he go have sex wrong. with his girlfriend? <laughs> Last weekend says he played golf. He might. <laughs> I mean, he's like a billionaire he's a, now. He's a terrible he? speller. So does that's he all. buy his kid jumballs? <laughs> yeah. So that was the honorable mention. the uh, The tweet of the week this week, though, goes to Superfan Phil. Oh, right. Oh, good old Superfan Phil. That's right. Um, at Phil Garrett twelve. That's Garrett with two T's. Mm-hmm. For those of you following along at home. He tweets at us, at Mazodcast, nobody can beat Tennessee, 2016 national champs, NASCAR sprint cup champs, World Series champs, super champs, times three running. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds about right. You could work for the SEC network. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's right. They got a spot for you. I think Paul is hiring. Yeah. All right, fellas. Well, we did it again. We suffered through another week of Missouri football. Yes, we yeah. did. And it is a slog. Yeah. And since it is a slog, and since the Missouri team is not helping the Mazodcast in one bit, we're going to ask you to go ahead and go on iTunes once again. Give us an iTunes review. Give us an iTunes review and fill out our survey on our website, www.mazodcast.com. Yeah, Let us know. Quit being lazy pricks. <laughs> we want five star reviews, by the way. We should always say that. <laughs> yeah. Four star reviews are for the birds. <laughs> yeah. So do that. Shit's for Quakers. We're also available on Google Play for you Android users, as well as Stitcher. And then uh, there's a, new, a site called TuneIn, which we were recently approved for as well. So we're easy we're to get. Yeah. We're available. We're available. And I think we got the big South Carolina game next week where we're going to have to drink heavily big. so we can prepare to do <laughs> that. It's a big game. It's super <laughs> big. <right? laughs> it's so super big, bro. It's so super big. <laughs> Oh, here we go. Queued up for next week. That's right. So until that diarrhea fest starts, I guess I'll say M I Z Z O U. Go Tigers. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm not a douche at all.